welcome to Dynastream's podcast, I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. Hello, my friend. I want to encourage you today, or I'm here to encourage you today. Whether I want to or not, it's something God places on my heart. And sometimes he sends you to remind me that God wants to encourage his people. No matter what you're going through, you are still precious in the sight of God. He knows you. He knows where you are, what you're going through. And he sends his angels, his angel army. When people pray for you, angels are dispatched. Yes. It says where I forget the amount of angels, but when one prays, you know, a thousand or something, angels get released. But when two or more pray or something, 10,000 angels. Angels are there to carry out God's purposes and plans for the world and in the world. And as I just started to encourage you, I opened up my notes because the other day it was just very draining. And when you're drained, where does your help come from? Your help comes from the Lord. And I opened up the word and it was just Second Timothy. And I know we've all heard this before. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And then these, the next ver, or verse 9, not the next one, because that was verse 7. Verse 9 says, Who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. And then it goes on to say, But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. I want you to go ahead and read that because there's some more verses. It's just the things on my heart. And sometimes maybe I get frustrated because there's so many things on my heart and I don't know what to do with it. And sometimes I pray or I'll, I'll sing and I'll worship. But when a song is on my heart, I'm like, I don't know why that song is on my heart, but I can't get it to go away. And all I know is like one little section of it. And I know around Christmas time, we sing Silent Night. But you see, the song that rose up in my heart is, I thought, it, I thought the words were, <laughs> I, I thought the words were, um, it was a silent night. And then I was like looking for that song and it's Amy Grant and it says, I need a silent night. And she goes on to say, I need a silent night, a holy night to hear an angel's voice. And then it goes on. So look it up. It's Amy Grant. I need a silent night, but it's not about the song or pointing you to a worldly song because what she's saying is I need Jesus. I need the still quietness in the night when all chaos is breaking loose. And she just needs that stillness that only God can bring you. 
to hear an angel voice. And what happened in the word, in Luke, an angel showed up, sent by God to inform people of certain things. And even, uh, what is it, in Luke 1, um, he was telling John, you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. He's telling him about the child. His child. I think it was the, the child's name is John. He was talking to, sorry, Zacharias. But Zacharias couldn't speak until he said, his name is John. Because when Sarai or Sarah laughed, God knew. And they thought the name should be a family name, something that tradition, generational. And God was breaking those generational things. His name is John. And he was sent forth to make a way for Jesus. And then I just, I I kept looking up that scripture where it says an angel showed up to Mary. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And then Mary questioned it. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. And therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So my friend, I want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through, the chaos of this world, it's not necessarily the silent night, it's the stillness to quiet your thoughts, to quiet the anxiety, to quiet the fear. Because remember, I started, He hasn't given us fear. That comes from the world. He has given you power, he has given you love, and he has given you a sound mind. The world will try to tell you otherwise. And when, when, when you need him the most is when the world will try to convince you that he's not available. God is always available to you, no matter what. God fails not. He doesn't fail. And for with God, nothing will be impossible. And you know this, my friend, I am believing for things that seem impossible. And each time I I just begin to doubt, I will see something that says believe. I will see something that stands out to me that God is encouraging me with. There will be people sent on my path that speak something or they ask a question or whatever it is and is so encouraging. Oh, mind you, the enemy comes along to ask those things too and to, to just try to irritate you. But in those moments when you need him most, he shows up and the spirit within you recognizes that's fear. This is encouragement from God. Pay attention to that. When you are going through the world that is overwhelming and people are trying to shut down your connection with God, Remember, in Luke 1, 16, And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And now there's battles over Israel. There are people, even in Israel, like the holiest, I think it's Jerusalem, the holiest 
of cities where God says, you know, pray for Israel because they need God. They need to know there is a risen Savior. They need to know God is real and he is for them. He wants to work through them with love and grace. Because in 2 Timothy, what stood out to me as well, as it said, he saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. Remember, by grace you are saved, not according to your works, lest anyone should boast. That's not 2 Timothy. I think it's from Romans. But not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. So when God calls you according to his purposes, he has grace for you. By grace, you will be saved. You didn't do anything to earn grace. Grace is a gift from God. Only God can give grace. True, authentic, powerful, holy grace. And when Christ operates through you, the world wants nothing more than to darken that, to shut it down because it can't stand its deeds being exposed. And I will tell you, if, if the, the darkest holiday of the year, if he can't win, if, if the devil can't get enough people to rally around his holiday, he's going to come after the people of God. He's going to try to put a cloak over those things that God has said, she's mine, he's mine, you're mine. He even said it in his word, you're mine. You belong to God. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He knows you, everything about you, everything you've gone through, are going through, and will go through. And he is not going to abandon you. And I know I struggle with leaving my son behind and I didn't feel like I was leaving him behind. I felt like God was saying, all right, we're, we're doing this. And I still struggle with abandoning. And there will be mothers and children and, and people that I can tell are operating under the dark spirit. When those things happen and it's trying to be guilt or fear, and God says, that's not me. Fear is not from me. Guilt is not from God. That is a religious thing. Guilt and many people practice it. And if they can get you to feel guilty, they've got you. Oh, you want to do better. You want to be enough. You are enough. And I struggled with this for so long until I'm falling asleep and I'm praying and I'm just asking God for that peace that surpasses all understanding. That he would speak to me in my dreams. That he would speak to me in my waking life. That he would lead me and guide me. And then that, those words, enough. And people say, but God is so big, I must reduce so he can increase. I must decrease so he can increase. There's a lot of religion in that. Because my friend, if you were not worth anything, why did Christ die for you? Take that question to God. If you weren't worth anything, if you weren't valuable, why did he die for you? Because you are. You mean everything. Remember, Jesus left all the religious people to go after that lost one. He went after the one that didn't feel they were valuable, that didn't fit into the pack. He poured out his love and he carried them. He carried 
each and every one of them. Because you know why? Because the wolves want to attack that one. If they can get him away and they'll attack him. What does that mean? Huddle with the group? Not if it means being led astray. If they have no shepherd that's leading them and protecting them, you don't want to follow that. You want to stay with God. And you know what? Even if you feel like the wolves are all around and you have no help, cry out to him from where your help comes from. Dan, <clears throat> Daniel was in the lion's den. He wasn't with a, a whole bunch of church people who were going to protect him. No, sometimes the church people are the ones who are attacking you. Daniel was in there and he cried out to his God. Not only did he shut the mouths of the lions, but he also let the lions deal with those who sent Daniel in there. They thought they were throwing him to his death. Uh-uh. And God showed up in the fire for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's going to show up for you, no matter what that is. And I know, I know firsthand, sometimes it doesn't feel like it. And you want to go into a field and yell at God. He can take it. And he will pour out his love back on you, through you, and for you. Because I have so many things, and I'll write it out. I'm like, God, I don't understand this. I don't get it. And I've told you before, what are you teaching me? What are you showing me? And open your eyes to see and ears to hear what God is showing you. Because the world wants to show you all kinds of stuff. Not always good. But God wants to show you who he is and how much he loves you. Religion wants to beat you over the head and say, you're nothing, you're nothing. You need to submit to us and you need to, whatever it is, I've been through those things. To keep you impoverished, that you feel like you're never enough and you can't do anything. And God says, come unto me when your burden is heavy. His yoke is easy. He's leading you and he's guiding you. He's setting you free. Those things and entanglements of the world. And that was another truth. That soldiers of God don't get entangled with the things of the world. The politics and the, the cattiness and the gossip and all of that stuff. Those things of the world. You need to meditate on the things of God. You need to pour out the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Kindness, gentleness. And my friend, it's not always easy. And sometimes you just feel so frustrated. And then it just keeps attacking and just poking at you. Are you going to burst to be nasty? Or are you just going to cry out to God, Lord, help me. And when I was doing that, so frustrated at the things going on that felt like the wolves of the world surrounding. And I look up. And there's a sign that says something like, because he died, we can face tomorrow. It's not because he died, because he rose again, we can face tomorrow. Religion, some religions still have him on that cross. My friend, he was buried in the tomb and he rose again. He left that cross. He left it. He was taken down from it and put in the tomb. And that's why his folded cloth is important. That means he's coming back. He's coming back, my friend. And don't you ever doubt that. 
And when I start to doubt, he sends people on my path with such incredible encouragement. And you know, sometimes I'm afraid to encourage because the enemy seems like, oh, well, if that's what happens, and he sends all his minions. And I just look for where God is showing up. And I can just pass something and he'll take one small phrase of something and just fuel me with peace and love and kindness. And sometimes I don't feel like that. I feel like I'm just getting beat up and Lord, I have no peace. I'm, I'm, I'm seeking you for it. I'm looking for it. You're sending your angels. It's not happening. And even now as I share that, I hear the words, trust me. So I'm going to encourage you with that. Trust him. Maybe you can't trust people because they've deemed themselves not trustworthy with the things of your heart. But God is able to be trusted. You can trust him. And if you have to go through somebody else or you're asking for prayer and someone's praying for you, can you trust that person? I don't know. I don't know them. But you can always trust God. You can go to his word and he will lead you. And I started out with the second Timothy. I said, okay, I'm opening up my notes of where I was struggling and God encouraged me with, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And that he has placed you someplace, not according to your works. He's not doing it by how much you could do. It's a holy calling. It's for his purpose. And when it's for his purpose, there is grace for whatever you are doing, aren't doing, can't do, mess up, whatever it is, there's grace for it. Because it's for his purpose and his glory. His purpose and his glory alone. And when your heart is for him and you're seeking him and you're frustrated with the chaos going on, going on, maybe you need a silent night, a holy night to hear not only an angel voice, but to hear God's voice speak to you. And he is, and I've told you that before, he speaks to you. He will encourage you. He will lift you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will walk with you. And if he needs to, he will carry you. If he has to carry you, he will. Because he knows you. He knows your heart. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. He knows the areas of your struggle. And he knows the areas where you are confident. And sometimes in the area where you are confident, maybe you don't trust him as much. But in the areas where you are weak... He is very strong. And you know, I had a scenario, and this comes to mind as I'm encouraging you, so I'm going to share it with you. I was struggling. I was having a rough day, a rough day feeling the wolves around me, still trusting God. And this woman gets something, and she's going to torment her son with it. Like, why would you torment? Don't torment people. Oh, well, it's because, you know, it's for the kids because I'm going to get him to do it. And she's talking about tormenting. And she's going to send it to him. She does it every year, so they expect it. Oh, no worry. They expect it. I kept asking questions. Well, why don't you do it with them? Why don't you do it? Don't torment. You know, why do you want to torment people? We shouldn't torment people. Why don't you work this out with them? And then the truth came out. She was angry that the kids left and moved. They moved away. Her kids and the grandkids moved away. That's her pain point. She was tormented because she was in pain. She wanted to torment them for taking the kids away. 
And I don't know why they moved away. I don't know any of those circumstances. But her torment wasn't in fun. It was in pain and it was intentional. And my friend, that's modern day witchcraft. But it comes from pain. And that is where the grace and the spirit, the fruit of the spirit operates. Because he knows the grace. He knows my questions weren't for me. Because I felt like, what is going on here? (laughs) And I felt tormented. But people do it because they're pain. And maybe if they see you hurt, maybe they won't hurt so much. Maybe if they step on you, they can rise more. Because they don't have the confidence in Almighty God is walking with them, teaching them, training them, healing the hurts and the pains of the past. There are so many walking wounded out here. You don't know what they've been through. They don't know what you've been through. And that's where iron sharpens iron. Sometimes there's sparks and sparks fly and fires and it's, oh, it's awful. It's destructive. But then there's those times when that iron sharpens iron and it is for good. And it slices right through that, whatever it is, to reveal the love, the grace, the mercy, the true identity, the one walking with Christ, the one desiring to walk, the one desiring to be loved, to feel worthy, to feel there's somebody, to feel seen and heard. And my friend, God sees you. He hears you. He hears your heart before your words ever speak. And so be encouraged today. Go to 2 Timothy. Read and see what God has for you. Go to Luke chapter 1. It's about the birth of our risen Christ. That's what Christmas is about. But the world wants it to be about something else. But I'll tell you, in their stumbling, in the chaos... God says, peace, be still, and he calms the waters. He calms the wind and the waves. When you turn to him and ask him, and there's times when I'm asking him, and I'm like, Lord, the waves are not stopping. The wind isn't stopping. Maybe he needs to get you a little closer to shore. I don't know. But do not fear and trust him. And when the waters feel dangerously scary, cling to the one who controls the wind and the waves. That's God. Although the imitator wants to control some things and act like God, when you go into his word, your spirit knows when God's encouraging you. Your spirit knows when you're supposed to hold on a little longer or when you're supposed to let go. Your spirit knows the word of God and the words from the world. Your spirit knows and recognizes peace. Your spirit knows when you're guided by fear versus faith. Your spirit knows. And when it's for God's own purpose, he has grace. And it is given to us in Christ Jesus. By grace you have been saved not of your own works, lest anyone should boast. So if you're looking at the boasting, ask God for the grace, the true grace for that person, for yourself, for your struggles, whatever it is. But I want to encourage you 
He's got grace for you, no matter what is going on. If he's placed you someplace with a holy calling, you don't even have to know how to do it. You don't have to know what's going on for God to accomplish his purposes in that place. You just need to stand strong in the Lord and who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you, through you, for you, and around you. Because there are many people that look like Christians, but they don't know who God is. They don't even know that Christ rose from the dead. They're still crying over a Savior on the cross that they think he's still there. So when the blood was shed, know that God has risen him from the dead. Christ dwells within you, and I know you said yes to him. And for maybe for your friend who might not have said yes to him, it is a gift of God by grace that he will save you, he will lead you and guide you and speak to you through the spirit of the living God. And I just want to encourage you with that. Second Timothy, Luke chapter 1, the voice of the angel and the voice of God. God will send an angel. He can speak to you himself, but he'll also send angels to minister to you. <laughs> Christ was in the wilderness and he was bleeding and he was just, I want to say drained. He was in the wilderness fighting the weight of the world. Christ himself, God in the flesh from heaven above and still had an angel to encourage him. An angel showed up to encourage him. And angels are, are battling. They are battling things on their way to encourage you. They may be battling some of the darkest things that you know nothing about. And by the time they get to you, they're like, whew, that was a rough battle. <laughs> Here's what God wanted to communicate. But God will communicate things to you in a way that the enemy can't distort it. It, it is communicated through your spirit, you will recognize something as an encouragement from God. And many times, unbeknownst to that person, your spirit will know. For example, a lady came up and she had purchased something. She says, I want to get four more of these, but I don't have time right now. Can I leave this with you? I said, okay, what is your name? And she says, Gloria. And I just, tears welted in my eyes, and I could hardly speak. And all I said was, like, this song. And she nodded yes. And I listened to the song on the way home. I listened to it last night, and I listened to it this morning. Glorious. Gloria in excelsior Deo. Listen to the song. And it's about God being the highest God, almighty God. Ask, look it up, define Gloria in excelsis Deo. I don't even know how to say it. It's Latin. But it's about God Almighty. He would send and encourage me in those moments. And then my eyes would welt up even more. Because I was struggling. 
But he would send someone with a song about Almighty God. And then I would sing the song, I Need a Silent Night. And I'm singing, we, Angels We Have Heard on High. My friend, you've heard the angels. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. You know, those are angels from heaven for you. They're singing around the throne. But God sends his angels to encourage you in a season where people need to know the importance of the birth of the Savior. They need to know that he stepped into this world, not like a royalty and have everything. He was born in a stable. She she wasn't even welcome in the inn, in a regular bed. She had to sleep with the animals. But you know what, my friend? It didn't stop the Savior from being born. It didn't stop the Savior from rising from the dead. God's purposes and plans can't be stopped. It's a ministry of reconciliation of the children unto God himself. Reconnecting our hearts with his. And for those who've never met him, realizing what and who love really is and how powerful it is when it's authentic, when it's real, when it's true, when it's God. Versus the way and the distortion of the love of the world. God's love never fails because he is love. So trust his love for you. Trust that he never fails. His love will never fail you. His purposes and plans will never fail you. And he has grace because he's given you a holy calling. And he has grace for your mess. He has grace for your success. He has grace for those who really, really need it. It is a gift from God. So my friend, be encouraged. I had no idea how I was going to encourage you today, but it started out with where I went and and God spoke to me last and strengthened me with 2 Timothy 1.7. And he went on from there. Strengthened me with a song, with an encouragement from a lady named Gloria and with encouragement from Luke chapter 1. And most of all, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Be encouraged with that, the ultimate truth, the ultimate love. And my friend, God loves you. Be blessed with that. Oh my goodness. And may the Lord bless you and keep you cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast. I said a prayer for you today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream LLC. That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-R-E-A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there. Thank you.